Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Monday from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. That is where you go for Car Care Month. Car Care Month means 10% off your service and many, many other great deals when you go and get your car serviced at Two Rivers Ford. Take a ride out to Mount Juliet. It's real easy. They even have mobile service that they can bring to your home or to your office. Find out more at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. That is where you go to make money. If you're riding with the Preds, I was fading them early in the season, and they were making me a good deal of money. But in the last month, I've been riding with the Preds, and I've been making money either way using the promo code A2ZSports. Uh, Brymac Mechanical, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. You know this. Make sure that your AC is functioning at a high level like UC Saros. In goal at Brymac.com. And, of course, the official real estate agent, not just of the Titans, but of the Nashville Predators as well, Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com. All right, so let's talk about these Preds. Here we find ourselves. Preds. Rising producer, Mia, Preds Rising, says Mac Jennings. Producer Reed missed his chance at that headline. Well, you know, that's honestly, Mac, producer Reed puts together the show rundown and we hammer out the ideas together and he runs everything, you know, while the show is going. But I got to be honest with you, I am responsible for making the graphic and I missed the opportunity. But, you know, I feel like my name is all over the place anyway. You don't need more of me in the show, but you need more Preds because the Preds right now have won 12 of their last 15. They are 5-0 in shootouts, a fun game last night against the Dallas Stars. They're clinging, they're hanging on for dear life to this fourth spot, this final postseason spot in the Central Division that they refuse to relinquish, but a huge two points last night to further their lead over the Chicago Blackhawks. The question that I have for you guys, your Two Rivers Ford take here tonight, who is most responsible for the Preds' win streak? Let me know on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, or Twitch TV. Is it the coaches, the players, or do you attribute it to, as they say, puck luck? Here on A to Z Sports Prime Time, your Two Rivers Ford take, who is most responsible for the Preds' win streak as of late? Is it the coaches, the players, or is it just dumb luck? That is the options for you tonight here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Your Two Rivers Ford take, as is our custom each and every night. While you guys fill in with your answers, I will tell you about the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Go to tworiversford.com as soon as this show is over. And if your car is in need of maintenance, as mine was last week, You can go screenshot the coupon. You can save it to your Apple wallet. You can take a picture of it or pull it up on your phone, and they will immediately at Two Rivers Ford, the award-winning service department, 14 years they have won the Ford's president, Ford President's Trophy for outstanding customer service. You can go out there with your coupon because it is Car Care Month until April the 30th, and you can save 10% off your service with our friends at Two Rivers Ford or online at Two Rivers Ford. Who is responsible for the Preds having such success as of late? Karen O'Keefe says the players on Facebook Live, John Spainhoward and Stacy agree on Facebook. Hal Laws is on YouTube tonight, uh, tonight and says the players, I'm not sold 
on the coaches. Brad says players cannot rely on puck luck. Austin Clay does agree. Team cohesion and the return of all those skaters from injury, says King Mofaka. Well, that's the thing. Like, I look at this Preds team and I go back to because they were they were obviously down bad for a good bit of time. They were wretched to watch. And then I thought they were dead in the water about three weeks to a month ago. And then all of a sudden, they got really banged up and it forced the Preds to have to change their lineup. So since then, you have seen the emergence of a lot of young players and the players largely, both UC Saros and goal. You saw Victor Arvidsson step up the other night. Johansson has been so solid in clutch moments in these shootouts where they are 5-0. and You cannot look at anything but the players and attribute it to to attribute it to anything but the players. But the head coach, John Hines, said something recently on why they are having success, even with all the injuries that they're dealing with, that I found really interesting. So let's hear from the head coach. You know, it's not it's not just me. I think when you when you have it's it's an organizational thing. You know, it's 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 being on the same page with our American Hockey League coaches and staff. Uh, you know, we've had so, uh, constant communication with Carl. Uh, Sebastian Bortolo has been here. Scott Ford's here now. Uh, Scott Nickel, you know, we have, we have great communication with, with those guys. They have a lot of input and pride in what they do. You know, we do play, uh, you know, the same system, which is, which is important. I think when you're American hockey league team and you're an NHL, NHL team play the same system, it's, it's easier to plug and play. It's, it's more beneficial for the players. You know, when they go from American league game to an NHL game, you know, they don't have to sit and kind of think about, well, I have to be here and this is what I have to do. It's the same, it's the same concepts. It's the same mindset. So, you know, that's, that's an organizational thing. It's not just, you know, the NHL coaching staff and uh, I had a very similar experience when I was in Wilkes-Barre Scranton in the American league with Pittsburgh. And uh, you know, I think that's the biggest part. And, you know, the second thing is uh, right now we have guys that are willing to play the game the right way in the way that we need to. So tactically you can plug and play and attitudinally and, and mindset wise, you know, I think that guys really understand how hard you have to work and committed you have to play with to have success, and that's why it's it's gone down the road that it's gone. So that's John Hines, the head coach of the Nashville Predators, talking about how their American Hockey League team, the Milwaukee Admirals, runs the same system as John Hines. So it's been a lot easier for the players who are coming up on injury Uh, on injury stints while some of their highest paid players, some of their highest salary players are sitting on the bench, for lack of a better term, not benched, but of course dealing with a variety of different injuries. So who is most responsible for their success? I'll uh, take more of your comments here in just a second, right after I remind you about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Masvidal and Usman put on a show the last time They stepped into the octagon. Round two is sure to pack a punch. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 26 to 1 odds on either title contender to reign victorious. Pick either main event fighter to win during this weekend's UFC 261 title fight, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 26 to 1 odds. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code A2ZSports when you sign up to turn $5 into $130 with 26-to-1 odds if the title contender of your choice wins. Place your bet and watch the fists fly this weekend. That's code A2ZSports to turn 5 bucks into $130. 
if the fighter of your choosing takes home the crown for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. Who is most responsible for the Nashville Predators winning 12 out of their last 15 games? Uh, J- Brad Litford asked how many games are left, Buck. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know that off the top of my head. Producer Reed, if you would like to chime in, if you are able to fact check us there quickly to see how many games are remaining in the Nashville Predators regular season, that would be greatly appreciated. Not that Reed doesn't have enough to do right now. John Bertotti says players are stepping up, particularly Saros. Team is coming together. Well, I mean, it's, it's such a simplistic way to do the analysis with hockey, but if you have good goaltending, you're going to be successful. UC Soros has been spectacular uh, with one of the highest save percentages in the NHL right now with a minimum of, of, I believe, 20 starts. If I saw the the graphic on what is now Bally Sports correctly, where, where the Preds find themselves is a much more comfortable position, again, because of the players because of the players is why the Preds find themselves in their, this position. It is not uh, the coaching staff does get some degree of credit. The uh, luck is is too luck is it's too random to attribute twelve of fifteen games. There's clearly something working for them, and as we said, the players on a regular basis are stepping up in ways that they weren't doing when it was a different cast of players, and now the Preds due to injury, are playing a lot more of the young guys, a lot more of the guys from the NHL, or excuse me, from the AHL, Milwaukee Admirals team, are coming up and contributing. And of course, the goaltending has been superb. UC Saros, Saros, excuse me, has been a really, really, uh, really a joy to watch. And that, I think, is the biggest part of all of this. Saros, more than anything, the players deserve the credit. Young Hungry Player says Puka, Taylor Pisano says, wish we talk more about Preds. Yeah, you know, Taylor, I, um, if you were in the majority, we would. <laughs> but most people, you know, the first comments that I had in here tonight were about, well, why aren't we talking tides? Well, there's, you know, I mean, there's some clowning news, but it's not big enough to, to do a full show off of. And today was the NHL trend deadline. So because we talk so little Preds, um, today felt like a good day to do it. But, you know, if we if we had more people who cared about the Preds, or who cared to talk about the Preds on a nightly basis, then I would talk about the Preds. John Spain Howard says, that's a great idea. Players putting in hard work. Uh, Stacy says, does your voice get tired of talking? Um, You know, I don't know that it's tired, but I'm definitely dealing with some allergy stuff. And shout out to Puka. She gave me some really good, uh, she really gave me some really helpful allergy advice, slid in my DMs on Twitter today and uh, gave me some tips as to how to mitigate the issues. I'm also drinking a lot of tea for the first time in my life. I have a, a, a teacup instead of, you know, not, not many people drink coffee at quarter till nine like I do because I have the show, but I do drink tea now uh, to keep my voice from getting tired. Uh, I remember the last time we were last, I was at game six of the, or the, the last time when Preds were the biggest thing to talk about. Stacy says she was at game six of the Stanley Cup. That was in Pittsburgh, correct? 14 games left in the season, according to producer Reed. Um, so we appreciate him looking that information up for us. Players are vibing, says Karen O'Keefe. Yes, you heard Ryan Johansson talk about the vibes, all the vibes, uh, responding to our buddy Robbie Stanley about how the Preds are just vibing together right now. And so at this point, 
we find ourselves in a position where the Preds did acquire a defenseman at the trade deadline, um, but nothing, nothing substantial and really, and no selling off of parts, which was something that three weeks ago, a month ago, we would have been talking about um, very, very heavily. Would, uh, would watch more if you talked more about the Preds, says Paul Cameron. Well, for so, for the same reasons we just laid it out, Paul. Uh, the majority of people who are uh, fans of A to Z sports are football fans. It's I, it's Titans, it's Vols, it's NFL, and it's then SEC, and then it's probably Preds after that. So you know, we we go where the people are, and the people are less frequently about the Preds than they are about anything else that we talk about. But, you know, like I said, if they continue to win, we have no choice but to talk about them because they'll, at that point, be the bigger story until the NFL draft when, of course, everything is swallowed by football. This is the place that we find ourselves. No caffeine? That's like hamburger. No bun, though, says King Mofak. Well, I ought to be eating more hamburgers. Well, less hamburgers in general, but less hamburgers with buns. Um, Then don't be fake about it. Acting like you know hockey, says Jason Druin. You don't. Well, I don't, I'm not going to, you're not going to come in here and we're not going to break down, you know, the third line center or talk about the mechanics of hockey. Hell no. I'm not in here claiming to be a hockey expert. I'm not faking it at all. I watch the games. I am giving the analysis of the games. You don't have to be a hockey expert to talk about trade deadline hockey. When there is a team that has won 12 of 15, you watch the games, you see what is responsible for the trends, and then you figure out what the most important thing to talk about is, Jason. It ain't rocket science. I don't understand why some people, and this is always, uh, you only speak about hockey when you have no other content. That's because hockey doesn't bring people in here like everything else does, Jason. There's a reason that we do that. If the majority of people wanted to talk about hockey, then we would talk about hockey more regularly. I don't understand why you don't understand why that's the case. It's not that hard. It's not rocket science. This is the place that we find ourselves. When the Preds are the biggest thing to talk about, then we'll talk about the Preds. But see, this is why, this is, oh God, this is, this is why, you know, this is why I even, I even struggle with this show tonight because then Jason has to come in here and piss all over the place. Because, oh, you don't want to talk about the Preds unless they're good. Well, hell no. Do you want to talk about bad hockey? I didn't give a shit about the Preds for the uh, until about a month ago because they sucked. That's why. How is that so difficult to comprehend? Do you want to talk about the thing that is the most, uh, most popular? Because Jason's argument is you talk about the Vols. They are awful. But they have an exponentially larger fan base than the Nashville Predators. They have far more people who care about the Tennessee Vols than care about the Nashville Predators. Jason, if you are so thick as to not understand how it is that we determine what to talk about on a night-by-night basis, I got nothing for you because you have to keep, I mean, it's just so simple. And that Jason is in here bitching the one time that we talk about Preds, and it's not the one time we talk about them at the start of the season, talk about them at the trade deadline, we talk about them if they make the playoffs, or if they fire somebody, or if they hire somebody, or if they sign a free agent. That's about the only time that any ta- anybody talks about the Preds. Balls trash, uh, don't talk about them, says Darius Glover. Oh yeah, that's how it goes. Taylor says 28 viewers on Facebook. That's what I'm saying. Like if you guys cared more about the Preds. I would talk more about the Preds. 
that's not the place that we find ourselves, is it? I'm with you, Buck. I lived in Tennessee a long time. Now I live in the D- Dakotas. You do good coverage. The Preds get Alex and a podcast every Sunday. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you want daily Preds coverage, the A to Z Sports Podcast Network has a weekly Preds podcast. If the Preds are good enough to make it on the primetime show, then we talk about them on the primetime show. It is so incredibly base, so incredibly base that Jason would come in here and ruin it for the rest of us. When we are having, would anybody dispute that we were having a legitimate hockey conversation? Would anybody dispute that anything that I've said about the Preds was not cited directly from the information, from the facts? Like, I don't DVR, I DVR every one of these godforsaken games, even when they suck, because it is my job to know what the hell is going on. So, Jason, if you don't like it, get the hell out of here and have somebody and go to Alex. That's fine. I will talk about your hockey team when your hockey team is good enough to make the rundown. Go, the numbers prove that out for yourself. In fact, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that Jason is on Facebook. Jason, do you see what the numbers are on Facebook? This will probably be one of the uh, one of the least viewed shows of the week. Now, that is not because it's me talking hockey. That's because hockey brings a smaller audience, and this is the place that we find ourselves. But they are a local team. We cover local teams here on A to Z Sports. I've been talking about the hockey team all week on the radio, and Jason doesn't come in here, coming come on to the radio show, bitching about us talking about the hockey team because we cover Nashville sports. Yes, my job is a Tennessee Titans reporter. Yes, my specialty, if you want to call it that, is the NFL and the Tennessee Titans. It is A to Z sports, as Austin Clay points out. It's not A to Z Titans. So when the Preds warrant discussion, we will talk about the Preds. But otherwise, Jason, you can quit your bitching and you can watch your hockey team and the rest of us will watch your hockey team. And if your hockey team succeeds, we will continue to talk about your hockey team. If your hockey team falls off a cliff, then we're going to go back to not giving a shit about your hockey team. Them's the breaks. That's the way that we find ourselves here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Kill me with the way you try to have that anchorman voice or something to come uh, to come on. You're pushing that mid-Atlantic shit too hard. Joey, You that's... <laughs> Uh, here, I thought that Jason was the dumbest person <laughs> in the show tonight. Joey, do you understand that this is actually how I sound? Like, this is just my voice. This is how I call my mother. This is how I talk to my girlfriend after the show is over. This is how I talk to my cats. This is my voice, dummy. This is how I pay my mortgage. Mid-Atlantic, I'm from Indiana. That's the Midwest. Midwest, you literally could not sound dumber. Joey, it's not, you know... It's not that I, I don't I don't often attack people, but Jason has me fired up. And it's not that Jason what Jason is citing is the is the the plight of the hockey team, you know, is the plight of the hockey team. Um and, and the plight of the hockey fan. Like I understand that hockey fans want more coverage. Like I do sympathize with Jason, so let me not beat up on Jason. Um no, it's an accent that they teach people, says Joey Beard. Damn, I didn't realize that. Uh that that this is my voice. Who are on Newsnet? What are you talking about, Joey? This is <laughs> I, Joey, Jason, I, I sympathize with, even as I went back and forth with Jason, I respect where Jason is coming from. I understand where Jason is coming from. There are no hard feelings. Jason and I are just basically have a conversation. Uh, cat, all the J names catching hands tonight says Adam Holt, who is our great draft writer, by the way, go check him out at a to Z sports, Nashville.com. I thought you went to school for broadcasting or something. No dipshit. I went to school for political science and my voice sounds like this. 
So now I pay my mortgage with my voice. Keep up with the show. <laughs> God, how thick could you be? Anyway, here on A to Z Sports <laughs> Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. Joey, if you were good enough to pay your mortgage with your voice, you'd do it too. Them's the breaks, my brother. All right, let's talk about David Poyle here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. The question is, now that Poyle, Poyle understanding uh, that as, what about the Francis Tyler? Yeah, right. Um, so David Poyle has made a trade, 37 of 37 trade deadline. excuse me, 38 now of 38 trade deadlines. David Poyle has made a move, whether he's selling or he's buying. He has seen 38 trade deadlines as an NHL general manager, not just with the Nashville Predators, but in his previous stops as well. Uh, David Poyle, really up until the last moment, was not going to make an acquisition, it seemed, but then acquired a defenseman. A low-level contract just couldn't help himself at that point and added some depth to the defenseman core. Now we find ourselves in a place, though, where David Poyle couldn't really, I mean, you can't really sell off a bunch of parts. Well, you know what? We'll talk about this. Let let, let me give you the question first before we break uh, before we break into David Poyle's job discussion. Is his job safe? Yes or no? Simple as that. Is David Poyle's job safe? Yes or no? Here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Uh, from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios, is David Poyle's uh, job safe, yes or no, given the fact that the Nashville Predators have won 12 of their last 15 and are 5-0 and in shootouts and seemingly have UC Saros in goal, who is absolutely crushing it right now. Let me know on Facebook Live, on Periscope, on YouTube, and on Twitch TV in the comments section. You guys know how to do this. While you do that, I'll tell you about... Uh, my friends Chris Hamby and Miss Sherry, who are incredible Preds fans who attend Preds games very regularly. They run Brimac Mechanical. It's a family-owned business, three locations in Middle Tennessee and in Kentucky, servicing a wide area here in the excuse me, in Middle Tennessee and in Kentucky, as I mentioned, but making sure that you are in your comfort zone and that you have satisfaction guaranteed. Not only do they take care of commercial businesses, but they can also come into your home and handle things residentially as well. Make sure that you are not in any kind of discomfort as the seasons begin to change and as the weather gets warmer with preventative maintenance service at Brymac.com. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac Mechanical. Joey Beard uh, says, shots fired. He straight called me a dipshit. Yeah, don't be a dipshit, Joey. You won't get called a dipshit. It's as easy as that. Uh, depends on how the season ends, says Karen O'Keefe. Jason says he should have moved Ellis Fabro or Ekholm. One of them will be taken by Seattle, most likely, and we get nothing for them. Terrible. Well, I did watch David Poyle's press conference today where he said he would not be losing Matias Ekholm. In fact, he came out very strongly to uh, against the idea that he would be losing Matias Ekholm in the expansion draft. Of course, the Seattle Kraken coming into existence in the NHL here relatively soon. Um so here's here's the here's the difficulty with David Poyle though, right? With the with the position that David Poyle's in. Your team has fought, scratched, clawed, really really battled back after being pronounced dead by almost anybody who was watching the hockey team through the first what, two month and a half, two months of the season. And then in the last month, they have come back uh, 
a different a different squad. It seems they they were not they are no longer dealing with over well they are still dealing with highly paid stars that were acquired like Matt Duchesne that aren't living up to the level of their paycheck. Ryan Johansson has been up and down whether he can stay healthy whether he can't stay healthy but has been hugely consistent in these clutch moments as we've discussed and you're finding a bit of a groove so. Given all that, David Poyle has to, at some point, think of the future of the Nashville Predators, right? He has to be thinking about the long-term sustainability of the roster that he's built. But you also can't sell off major parts and tell this year's team, uh, you know, kick rocks. We're not thinking about you, no matter how hard you've played, no matter how hard you've tried, and how difficult it has been to get back into the postseason picture. Remember, they're currently fourth in the Central Division and holding on to that last postseason spot. If they make the playoffs, I think it'll be in jeopardy, says Taylor Pisano. If they make the playoffs, says Puka, yes. If not, it becomes debatable. I think yes, but he's ready. He's about ready to retire. I do think we need a minor retooling, but not a rebuild from scratch. Uh, he is safe, I believe, says Brad Lifford. C.D. Wilson says, where is P.K. Subban? I saw a picture of P.K. Subban tweeted out, what? Last night, um, that P.K. Subban tweeted out last, or no, it was today, where he's on a, he looks like he's on a stretcher or in a hospital bed, and he's got a giant slice in his, I think it was his right leg based on the picture. I don't know if somebody caught him with a skate or what, but he had a massive gash. Um, he's currently in New Jersey playing for the Devils. Um, I don't. I still don't think he's safe, says John Bertotti. I could see him being nudged. To retirement, unfortunately, I don't see us getting out of the first round if we win. Jason says we can either keep seven forwards, three defensemen, or eight total. I question not trying to move a high-dollar contract, which is a fair question, right? David Poyle is not an, it's not an easy solution, but this is the job that he's tasked with. And up until, up until the last month, I think everybody was ready to see David Poyle move on. John Hines um, move on as the head coach of the Nashville Predators. But these two, whether it was by their hand or by, what do you want to call it, fate with the injuries that caused the changes to the lineup, Alex Doherty is in here, I believe. That is our Preds writer, Alex Doherty, if I'm not mistaken. It, it is indeed. I did bring, up, bring that point up, Alex, because I was reading uh, your Twitter timeline before we started the show. Um, to see what David Poyle said at his said at his press conference today, I did uh, I did remind people that Poyle said he is not losing Matthias Ekholm to expansion. I did not mention though that he said he is not trading Matthias Ekholm. So that is also something very very important. By the way, make sure you're following Alex Doherty on the socials. He does an exceptional job for AtoZSportsNashville.com covering the Nashville Predators and the Preds Nashcast airs in the A to Z Sports Podcast Network feed every Sunday. In fact, I have a new episode queued up to listen to here later this evening. Uh, how long does he wait to resign Philip Forsberg, says J Jason? Well, honestly, since Alex is here, maybe Alex can give some better insight into that, Jason, than I might be able to, uh, because I do agree that it is tops on the priority list, but I think Alex may be able to lend some light to that, and that's why we're great here at A to Z Sports, because we've got a wide variety of writers and of reporters who cover your teams on a regular basis. Not really easy to move poor playing high-dollar contracts, says John Spain Howard. It is unenviable. But I do think, you know, they're not going to fire David Poyle. 
Um, For Forsberg can re-sign as of July 1st, says Alex. So that's good information to have. Um, I do not think that they would fire David Poyle. He's meant too much to the franchise. He means really too much to Nashville um, in the sports ecosystem, for lack of a better term. Like, I think it would it would be suggested to him that maybe he should think about retirement. I don't think it would be a forced retirement. I think they would largely let him go out on his own, own terms. And so at this point, I think he's safe if he does, in fact, want to continue doing this job. Now, I'm going to look up David Poyle's age because I don't know offhand, but to say that he has seen 38 as of today, 38 trade deadlines over his career. He's 71 years old. He has been in this game for a very, very long time. Now, his son is in position to be able to either stick around. I don't know if they would straight up promote him to general manager of the team, Brian Poyle. But I do think it would be an interesting dynamic because I'm sure Poyle would want his son to remain there in some capacity. I don't know whether that's whether I mean, you don't want to call it nepotism because I'm sure Brian has earned and grown up with all things hockey and has a great uh, a great uh, a great insight into it. Thirty eight tread the trade deadlines, says Alex. That's bananas. That's what I'm saying. Like I saw that graphic on Sportsnet today. Uh, and I was blown away by that. I had no idea. I mean, I did have an idea that David Poyle had been in the game that long, but 30, I mean, nearly 40 trade deadlines is, is an insane number. Uh, so much nepotism, says Puka. Yeah, I mean, it is. But if it's the guy that's best equipped for the job, you know, it, anyway, it's a difficult situation to find themselves in. I do think that David Poyle is safe right now, and I do think, that he uh, that it should be at this point. His team is succeeding. He is, you know, assuming that they continue in the postseason picture. I believe producer Reed said they had 14 games left in the regular season. Assuming that they continue on this trajectory and that they remain in this fourth and final postseason spot in the Central Division, um, I think he should be able to retain his position. But if things fall apart, and for whatever reason, 12 of the last 15 games being wins is more luck than we think, even though the players have done an exceptional job. Uh, I think that does put him in jeopardy. It makes the rest of the season interesting, and if they hold the four spot and make a good run, what do you do in the offseason, says Matt Bernier. Well, you know, we're going to be paying a lot of attention to it because they're going to have to maneuver some things around. They're definitely in this weird purgatory for a hockey team where you're not quite sure whether it's time to blow it up or you want to try and continue to retool and tinker with the current roster that you have in place. Is Poyle safe more so than John Hines, given the recent success versus the first half of the season? I mean, honestly, Jason, I think that if I looked at this and I said, if I looked at this and I said that if I had to look at one person who I would hold most responsible for the struggles at the start of the season, I would say that would have to be John Hines and his staff. Right now, I understand that you are more inclined to pay your highly paid players, but those players weren't getting it done. And really, things weren't changing for the better until injuries shook up the uh, the lineup. So now you look at this and you say, well, you understand that John Hines's scheme or system rather how it translates because the coach of the Milwaukee Admirals, as we discussed earlier, the coach of the Milwaukee Admirals runs the same 
system as John Hines, so it makes it easier for the AHL players to come up and fill in. But I look at John Hines and say, okay, why weren't these changes? Why wasn't something done sooner? Why did injury force your hand? And so if I had to assign blame across the board, more than anybody, I would look at Hines and the coaching staff. Fair, says Jason, but the effort was awful too. I don't dispute that. But, the you know, I, I understand that the players need to give effort, but I also understand that it's incumbent upon the coaches to help bring out that effort. And that is something, you know, it essentially cost Peter Laviolette his, his job, fairly or unfairly, because he wasn't able to get the effort out of the players at that point in his tenure. The effort of the high contract players has been lacking. This is a coaching issue to me, says John. I, I very much agree with that sentiment. Um, but let's talk quickly about Game of Thrones be- before we end the show, because it is the 10-year anniversary. I got an email from HBO today while they were charging me more money um, to say that tonight or uh, this week is the 10th anniversary of Game of Thrones. Now, I had no idea that Game of Thrones was start that started in 2001. I don't think I came onto it until about 2012. No, well, that can't be right. Oh, 2011. I'm sorry. I went about I went back 20 years, not 10 years. So, I was I came into it in about its third season. And so it felt it made me feel very very old tonight to hear that Game of Thrones is now 10 years in the books. So I want to know on the anniversary on the 10th anniversary of Game of Thrones what who is your favorite character? Let me know on Facebook Live, on Periscope, on YouTube and on Twitch TV. Producer Reed, if you would be kind enough to spell out Game of Thrones instead of putting got for the people who will not know what got is. Game of Thrones, it's 10 year anniversary is this week. Let me know on Facebook Live, on Periscope, on YouTube and on Twitch TV who is or who was your favorite character in the comment section on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch. Across the board, we welcome your participation. While you guys do that, I will give you a quick reminder about the fine folks at Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators, of the Tennessee Titans, and of A to Z Sports Prime Time. Your dream address without the stress is what the Ashton team offers to you, or if you are in the market to sell your home, you can sell more with GaryAshton.com. They'll put you in the best position. They'll find you the best deal. That's what the Ashton team has been doing for many, many years in Middle Tennessee, working for Middle, T- Middle Tennesseans and supporting the Middle Tennessee community at GaryAshton.com. Who's your favorite Game of Thrones character? That is the place that we find ourselves tonight on A to Z Sports Prime Time on the 10-year anniversary of Game of Thrones. Who is your favorite? Uh Let's see. The Hound. Oh, so good, says Juicebox678. I had a different character in mind, but, oh, man, it's hard for me to push back against the Hound. Um, Jon Snow, according to Puka, who is, of course, I mean, there's so many main characters, but I think that Jon Snow ultimately is the most central of the characters uh, throughout the course of the show, him and uh, him and Daenerys. At that point, given how, you know, no spoiler alerts, although it's been long enough that I feel like I could do spoiler alerts, they are in a uh, they are in a pretty uh, a pretty focused portion of the entire storyline. Jamie Baratheon, Kingslayer baby, says Alex Doherty. 
Hodor all day, as can be, says Abdul. That'll make producer Reed very happy. Tormon, Giants Bane, says King Mofaka. That's a that's a one that's really underrated. There's so many good characters. Honestly, it makes me want to go back and watch the series. And in fact, you know, Jamie, look at look, <laughs> I I know Jamie can't see the numbers on on Periscope. Um, because Jamie's on Facebook, but the Periscope numbers just doubled since we switched from hockey to Game of Thrones, if that tells you anything. But now let me not let me not linger too long on that. Austin Clay says Prince Oberon, a very brief, uh, a very brief stint, but a really, really good one. I think uh T- Tyrion says Forsberg stash. Man, this is where I find myself. It is either for me the hound, Varus. Or Tyrion. Now, I know Varys and Littlefinger, not a lot of people like them because they're snakes, because they're dirty bastards, because they're slinking around and, you know, uh, uh, basically orchestrating all of the ups and the downs of all of these houses battling against each other. But what I would say to you is that, uh, is that, man, it's hard for me to not go Tyrion. It really, really is. Now, I, I largely hated the last season of Game of Thrones, and I really didn't like the character arc that Tyrion's... I didn't really like the character arc that any of them took. I thought they were just looking for a way to wrap it up. And that was unfortunate because we had all invested so much. Well, many of us had invested so much of our time in Game of Thrones. But um, it's really hard. You know what? No, I'm going to change my answer. I like you, Buck, you snakes. Brad, that's right. <laughs> Head on a swivel, the knife emoji. Uh, you know, if you, uh, but I, I changed my answer. Let me change my answer really quick. Um, <laughs> because Alex Doherty comes in here with who he thinks is the worst character. And I honestly think that Cersei Lannister was my favorite character. Cersei is one bad mother. And I mean that in every sense of the word. That woman has the line of the show. When you what what is it? Is uh oh man, I'm blanking. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die, basically. Cersei up until the end, up until she uh goes up in flames, up until the moment where Cersei sees her battle is lost. Cersei is that dude. She is unbelievable, unbelievably ruthless, remembers everything and makes everybody in her path suffer. I choose violence. Cersei Lannister is the original chooser of violence. And for that, she is my favorite character in Game of Thrones. Um, Shame, 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 says Puka. Chaos is a ladder is the best line ever. Oh, Abdul, I can't tell you how many times I've sent that to my to my uh, college roommate group text and, and, you know, just cackled because that's, that's kind of the way that our dynamic played out. Well, that was while we were in college, we all basically watched game of Thrones together, like the peak of game of Thrones. And, uh, and I apps, Oh my God. Chaos. Chaos isn't a pit. Chaos is a ladder. So good from little finger while they're standing in the throne room. Puka says buck hidden ruthless side coming out. She would be my number two. Uh, she, <laughs> shame says Brad Lifford. Yes, she is the baddest of the bad. And I always liked the bad guys growing up. Not that I, uh, not that, you know, I don't actively try to be a bad guy. Um, but I do lend, I do lend myself to the bad guys. Uh, just like I lend myself to you every night. And as you lend yourself to me each and every Sunday through Thursday night, thank you as always for your participation. You have made this show 
a lot of fun. We got a little heated. We had some good talk. We talked. We talked about hockey. We probably won't talk about hockey again until somebody is fired, hired, or otherwise. But that's okay because when the hockey team is worth talking about, we're here to talk about it for you on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I'm going to go put an ice pack on my throat and drink a bunch of hot tea so I can make sure that I can do three hours of radio tomorrow. And by the way, the radio show tomorrow is going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you're tuned in from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Or if you missed any of the show today, so many great guests today talking about Eddie George. We talked about the Preds with Johnny Glennon. Um, We went all over the place today. Jadavion Clowney, subscribe, rate, and review in your favorite podcast app to Buck Rising on 104.5 the zone. We will see you on the radio. And if you choose not to join us there, we'll see you tomorrow night at about 8 p.m. Central Time. So, as always, I'll tell you that my throat may be a little worn down, but I tell you what, I'm really not that tired yet. I can't go! Oh!